Broadcasting from the Cradle of Liberty in Philadelphia. All the way to the rhythm and blues of Beale Street in Memphis. To high atop the Wasatch Mountains in Utah. This is where politically correct perception meets common sense. This is the Joe Carey Show. Hey, welcome to the Joe Carey Show. Today is a, a big voting day. It's a big primary day, especially if you're a Democrat. They have races all over the country. And, you know, the media is not reporting this because the Democrat House is on fire. Right. I mean, remember when Trump was uh, coming into the Republican Party and all the this is going to destroy the Republican Party. The Republicans are fighting each other. They'll never be able to unify. The media is eerily and creepily quiet um, about this. And it's because they're trying to portray this as, oh, you know, Democrats, we're all getting along. We're a big tent. We all believe in the same things. The reality is. They are engaged in hand-to-hand combat uh, over the future of their party. Even AOC, she's on the ballot, right? She's facing a pretty tough um, challenger who basically saying, you know, AOC, she loves the national spotlight. She does great things nationally, but she's neglected her district. She's not here. She's not doing the things we elected her to do. I mean, besides chasing Amazon out of New York City. What has AOC really done for the people in her district? So she's facing a tough battle. Also in Kentucky, um, Mitch McConnell, it was looking that he was going to take on a pretty strong challenger. Uh, Amy McGrath, she's a former Marine um, fighter pilot. She had pulled in as a challenger to the uh, sitting incumbent senator who also happens to be, you know, the ranking member of the Senate, uh, she pulled in a uh, $11 million in the past three months. She actually outraised McConnell in the second quarter of 2020, and she has more cash on hand to spend in the election than Mitch McConnell. I mean, that's a pretty formidable challenger, right? I mean, you need money to win, to run, to win, especially once they've destroyed the caucus system, right? If you don't have money, you really can't compete. So she's getting ready to to go in and, and take on McConnell. Then AOC and the squad, they start endorsing Charles Booker who is a, uh, another representative uh, in Kentucky who throws his hat into the ring kind of late. But now Booker may pull off an upset. Booker may beat McGrath in the Democratic primary. The big difference, uh, McGrath more conservative, Booker absolutely more progressive. So the Democrats are having this big slugfest taking place all over the country. You would never know it following mainstream media. Again, it's not just what they report. It's what they suppress. And there's nothing better uh, to make that point with than uh, a news update from Occupied Seattle. No, I'm not sure whether they smuggled out the video. They smuggled out the photographs. I mean, because, you know, it's an occupied territory in the United States. And apparently the straw that broke the camel's back for the mayor, right, the mayor of Seattle, uh, basically turned her back on her own citizens. 
because they came in and they took over six city blocks in the city. Now, let me ask you this. Do you know how many people live in those six city blocks? Like, think about that. Uh, This audience, you read a lot, you listen to a lot. How many people live in those six city blocks? I know the answer. But it took some digging. You would think this would be everywhere, right? I mean, your city is occupied. Wouldn't it make sense for the media to report, yeah, there are this many people who are now living in an occupied area of Seattle who don't have access to police, who can't leave their homes without being afraid. And you think, oh, it's six city blocks. You know, how many? A couple hundred people live there? A thousand? How many people do you think live in occupied Seattle? And when I tell you the number, you'll know exactly why the media won't report it. 30,000. 30,000 people live and work in occupied Seattle. Do you see why that might look bad if the mayor is perceived as turning her back on 30,000 people? Wow, it's just six city blocks. And I mean, what's there? Who lives? 30,000 people live and work in occupied Seattle. 30,000 people left to fend for themselves, left to protect themselves and their families, left to protect their kids. And we don't know how these individuals really feel because they're afraid. They're afraid to talk to the media. They're afraid to be seen talking to the uh, uh, police or news organizations because there's no rule of law there. The rule of law is whatever the mob says it is. Did you ever see that movie, uh, I Am Legend? Brian, did you ever see that? There's that scene where, you know, he goes to sleep at night and he's so afraid to sleep. Do you remember where he sleeps that night, Brian? Yeah, the bathtub. Yeah, and it's it's like this scene that's really striking. He, uh, Will Smith, he he lays down to go to sleep in his bathtub because it's all metal. It's one of those old bathtubs, and he's clutching on his chest the Constitution for Chaz. No, he's clutching his AR, and he's petrified. And he's trying to sleep, but outside, and he's, he's fortified his home, right? He's got metal plates over his windows, but he's afraid to close his eyes because he doesn't know if he'll live to see morning. He doesn't know what the morning's going to bring. And I think that's how people in Occupied Chaz, Chop, I think that's how they go to bed. But you won't know it because the media won't share those stories, the Daily Caller, they embedded uh, someone um, uh, secretly, and he did this report, and he talks about how just scared people are to be there. The mayor, she calls it a block party. She calls it the summer of love. The mayor of Seattle is a moron, and her attitude towards CHOP is only excelled by her arrogance. Remember what she tweeted? What was it, 10 days ago? This is before the robberies, before the looting. Who knows what other crimes? We know that you know two people have been shot that we're aware of. Do you remember what her tweet was about 10 days ago? 
I'm going to read it to you. This is the mayor of Seattle when 30,000 of her residents, 30,000 of her citizens are now in an occupied territory. This is what this moron tweets. Seattle is fine. Don't be so afraid of democracy. Does it make your blood boil? 30,000 people don't have access to EMS, to the police, afraid to take their kids outside, and the mayor. Because what, what upsets me about the tweet is you know she doesn't believe it. She writes it out of arrogance. She doesn't believe that Seattle is fine. If she does, she doesn't deserve to be mayor. And where's the city council? Where's the check on her power? They're as socialist and progressive as she is. Now there's one person dead, one person hospitalized. Rampant destruction of of property, of constitutional rights. And the mayor wakes up today, and after she eats her eggs benedict, she says, you know what, we've got to do something about occupied Seattle. We've got to do something. So this is what she writes. She gives a statement, and this is part of her statement. Uh, Increasingly difficult circumstances for our businesses and residents. Most of them, listen to what she says, most of them supported protesters' right to gather at the outset. There's one thing to support protesting. It's a totally different thing to accept rioting and occupation. The impacts have increased and the safety has decreased. So who's she blaming? Is she blaming the residents? Well, you know, they did support the protesters at the beginning. It gets better. It gets better. We'll have the rest of uh, the mayor's statement and more news right here on the Joe Carey Show right after this break. Our phone-in number, 801-331-8113. If you want to be heard, 801-331-8113. What is this mayor thinking? Well, that presumes she's thinking. We'll be back right after this break. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I've had a lot of really great days back to back, which has been a huge blessing. Even my doctor told me, uh, because they asked me to bring everything in that I take on a daily basis. He was very encouraged by seeing what I was taking. And he he said he didn't care how many I had. He said it's food. And the form that at the end was something that he was very, because uh, he's an avid learner and he's always researching and uh, he's, he's always excited to see new things. And he told me this would be good. This will help you immensely with the nutrition that you need. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. 
The healthcare enrollment period has just ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a health care program. Sign up for Liberty HealthShare today. As a Christian health care sharing ministry, they are not insurance. So you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now. And you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. And plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey. That's libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. You know, we're talking about uh, Mayor uh, Jenny of uh, Jenny Durkin of Seattle, and just uh, you talk about abandoning leadership. I mean, you just talk about giving up on people. She gave up on thirty thousand of her uh, residents. Just walked away from them. And her tweet ten days ago: "Seattle is fine. Don't be so afraid of democracy." That would be a great eulogy for the individual who got shot and killed in Seattle, right? Seattle is fine. Don't be so afraid of democracy. Well, her version of democracy is what many would call mob rule. Right? So now she has blood on her hands. Literally. Right? She allowed this to escalate to the point where someone was killed. So what does she say about that? Well, she gets on the favorite hobby horse of the left. Tragically, someone lost his life to gun violence. Oh, wait, I thought it was because you let the mob run rampant that led to the loss of his life. No, it's just random gun violence. Nothing I could have done could have prevented this. It, you know, it was just gun violence. And the media, the media shares in the culpability because they cheered this on. They egged this on. This was a good thing. The only thing that could have been better if it was happening in a red state or a red city or in Washington, D.C. And what happens? Boom. They're trying to erect a similar occupied zone in Washington, D.C. Why? Because, well, that's going to embarrass the president. 
is that is that really what it's all about? It's like AOC tweeting. Remember all the sh- the businesses that were being shut down and that remained shut down. What did AOC tweet? You know, it's a small price to pay if you if people have to lose their business or lose their jobs because a stronger economy is going to help Donald Trump. Isn't that the same attitude? It's a small price to pay. Burning buildings, someone getting shot. It's all for the greater good. Well, now, just like AOC and her policies chased out Amazon, now we're seeing that same impact on Seattle. Smead Capital Management, a billion-dollar company, they announced they're leaving Seattle and heading towards Phoenix. Why? Well, the owner of Smead came out and he said, you know, there's really no sense of community in Seattle anymore. Well, hasn't he heard about CHOP? It's all about community there. You know what he could have done? He could have moved his business to CHOP. And then he he takes a tweak, you know, he takes a swing at Seattle. Because on his way out, he says, you know, we're hearing rumors. This is a quote. We're hearing rumors of 40-story buildings that will only be 20% occupied by October. That's not sustainable. Because it's a funny thing. People want to work and live in places that are safe, that are reflective of their values. Where people can disagree and it doesn't have to come down to a slugfest. Where people realize that intolerance is not a good thing. It's not healthy. You know, society is all about a certain level of tolerance for other people's attitudes, their beliefs. Yeah, even some of their mistakes and stupidity. That's what tolerance is. It, it, it's kind of that glue that keeps us all held together. I read a great article. I, I couldn't find it, but it talked about how, you know, these, these students in college, they're not snowflakes. They are rock-solid intolerance. If they disagree with you, they will destroy you. They will take away your right to speech. They don't like the way you worship. They'll strip you of your rights to worship. We have got to do a better job at reminding people this is a great country. And we have produced more freedom and more opportunity than any other country or system or model in the history of the world. Does that mean we're perfect? No. If we were perfect, Evan McMullen wouldn't have it. No, I didn't. No, of course we're not perfect because we're human and and we've got problems and we have issues and not only with other people, but a lot of times with ourselves. But I tell you, you want to work up anger, you want to work up hatred, focus on just the bad. Don't look at the good. Don't look at the sacrifices that were made and, and, and the... The extra mile that was taken by millions of people, not for themselves, but for the benefit of someone else. 
I still think about, you know, World War II, just millions of people signing up to fight. I was watching a documentary, and uh, it was uh, a reunion at Normandy with the local French people and the, uh, the, 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 the soldiers who were there as teenagers. And they interviewed the French, and they're like, you know, what? What surprises you the most? Like, what was it about the invasion that really caused you to step back and say, wow? Like, was it the number of ships, the numbers of planes? And and the one woman who is now, you know, much older, probably in her 80s, she said what really struck me was why there would be so many people who weren't French, so many young people willing to risk their lives to save people that they didn't know, that they weren't related to, and that they weren't even citizens of the same country. She's like trying to wrap my, my mind around that. I've spent my life trying to understand what would motivate that 17, 18, 19-year-old. To fight on a foreign land for a foreign people. Would that happen today? I ask myself, would that, would that happen today? I think, I think, I do. I think there would be millions of people who would stand up and answer that call today. Because that's who we are. But I will tell you, it is a it is a big battle and it's taking place right now. And it is imperative that not only that you prepare to vote, but that you start educating your family, your friends, your neighbors. This is going to be an election where each side in order to win has to just give one hundred and ten percent. It's not enough just anymore for you to say, I'm going to go out and vote. You have to mobilize your network and help them understand this is an election where destinies, you know, where where a country's destiny is going to change. And that burden of history, it's going to fall on your shoulders, my shoulders, our shoulders. And it works. Look, there are some people you're not going to be able to convince, right? They've drunk the Kool-Aid. Their mind's made up. They're, you're not going to be able to, to change their mind. But I think the vast majority of Americans walk into something with their minds open and say, okay, tell me. And why do you think this is good? Why do you think this is bad? Hey, when we come back, I want to talk about Ilhan Omar. Omar. She's introduced a bill... Uh, well, that would enable you to have free rent for as long as the pandemic lasts. And if a landlord tries to impose rent, he could lose his property. Oh, and there's a whole bunch of other goodies tucked away inside this bill. So when we come back, we're going to talk about that bill and also coronavirus cases surging. What should we do? We'll have those stories and more right after this break.
USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. President Trump clarifying remarks he made over the weekend at a rally in Tulsa concerning coronavirus testing. Reporters were pressing him this morning about the remark that he had told people to slow down the testing so there weren't so many cases being detected. The White House says he was joking and the president said the same thing this morning, adding, Our tests are the best in the world and we have the most of them. By having more tests, we find more cases. The president speaking to reporters outside the White House as he prepared to head to Arizona, where he's making a campaign appearance later today. First, he'll be touring a section of new border wall. President Trump's also promising tough action against those who try to damage or topple statues or monuments. That after last night, a mob tried to topple a statue of Andrew Jackson right outside the White House. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature, changing the world, one life at a time. Once you start taking it, if you stop, you realize how much it was helping you because all those pains and stuff start coming back. I've always felt very tired and I just don't have any energy and that's all changed. I can't remember the last time I felt as good as I do now. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. While you have free time and you're sitting at home and you ponder what kind of gifts to buy for someone, PatriotDepot.com has you covered from puzzles, games, novelty items. If you're looking for some unique style items when it comes to the president, for more, you can check out PatriotDepot.com. Call 844-377-8052. That's 844-377-8052. Or PatriotDepot.com. Use promo code USA. Despite the administration's efforts to block the release of it, John Bolton's new memoir, The Room Where It Happened, is hitting the shelves today. Bolton's denying that he ever said he would vote for Democrat Joe Biden, though, over President Trump in November. The former NSA trying to clear things up in an ABC News interview that aired last night. I'm not going to vote for him in November. Certainly not going to vote for Joe Biden either. I'm going to figure out a conservative Republican to write in. Some foreigners will not be able to get U.S. work visas, at least for the time being. President Trump issuing an order yesterday that will stop visas for tech workers, low-skill laborers, spouses of some visa holders, and others for the remainder of this year. University professors, farm and food processing workers, they are exempt from that order. Wall Street stocks still higher since the opening bell. The Dow Jones Industrial Average has been up by about 1% so far. This is USA Radio News. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show right here on K-Talk 1640 AM, up and down the Wasatch Mountain and nationwide via our podcast platform. We have uh, some upcoming news to make about that, so stay tuned. You know, I want to share this with you. Uh, I guess it was uh, Sunday night. Uh, You know, I say my prayers, and did you ever do this? You, You say your prayers, and then you get up. And you're like, okay, that's that's done. Let me check that box. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know, wait, you forgot something. And you're like, yeah, but I've already said my prayer. Like, they can wait. I'm just going to say them again in the morning. Like, they're. But I, I, I couldn't. So I, you know, got back down on my knees and I just had to ask God to please. Uh, put some peace into the to the hearts of my three kids. 
Yeah, I was like, we live in a world where it's like there's just tumult and anger and hate and fear. And I was like, you know, my kids are young. Just let them have that peace. Let them see the good in people. Let them see the good in the world. And the media spins it where you start to think, you know, there's no good. Like it's, you know, brother against brother and, you know, everybody's fighting. That's not that's not the way it is. That's not who we are. It's just not. And never believe for a minute that people that act that way and who have hate in their hearts outnumber the people who don't. Because they don't. They are the, the small minority. But they make a lot of noise. And if you really want to see who we are, and it's why I look forward to, to talking to Matt Bellis with Liberty HealthShare, it's because Liberty HealthShare... Is, is proof positive that people want to look out for each other, that they want to take care of each other, that they understand the, the admonition that we are our brother's keeper. It's their model, and it's built on this philosophy that people will take care of other people, and that's a message we need today. Matt, thank you uh, for joining us today. Joe, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to be here. I've got to say, Matt, today I, I was going to start, and I think I will. I'll start by asking you, give me some good news. Because w- the world is awash in bad news. And I'm like, okay, Matt always has a that hopeful message, that message that, hey, we're in this together. We're going to make it together. So, Matt, I am asking you to give my audience some of the uh, Liberty Health Share positive news that you always bring to the show? Well, I always like to at least base it in truth and reality so that it's not empty words or any kind of empty promise. I'm not a politician, so <laughs> yes. I want to at least make sure I'm providing things accurately. And I will say that uh, throughout this whole pandemic with COVID-19, uh, we've actually been seeing some very encouraging numbers as things go on. I know that there are uh, calls out there in the news media about new cases and things like that, but frankly, what we're seeing within the medical bills that we have purview over and w- what we're seeing within the uh, the healthcare realm, uh, cases of, of COVID-19 may be on the rise in terms of what people are seeing, whether that's uh, you know, people who may have already had it, those who are asymptomatic or those who will recover. Uh, while those may be on the rise, the real numbers that we're paying attention to, frankly, death rates and those who are in need of uh, great hospitalization because of it are very much on the decline. So there are uh, some good news coming out of this thing that I think that whole concept of herd immunity is finally taking effect. Uh, those who are receiving it are receiving a, a weaker strain. Uh, so there is some good news coming out of, of this type of thing. Uh, and when it comes to <laughs> other measures and means of things that we're working on in terms of a, a society and trying to bring uh, reconciliation, I would just say that uh, there are stories that are underreported. There are things out there that are happening right now where people are able to see eye to eye. They are able to understand each other and respect one another. It's those who want to, frankly, foment uh, disunity and uh, and cause uh, issues between uh, groups of people that uh, are very much on the outskirts of, of what is actually going on. 
uh, we're seeing a lot of things, especially where I live, that uh, are very uh, good to uh, good to see. And they are troubling times. Let's let's not make any bones about that. But Matt, we are seeing have... some very good positive news on the on the rise. And, and let me ask you this, Matt, because it seems like a lot of times, uh, and I don't know if it's just lately or it's always been this way, but even with like let's return to the coronavirus, it it seems like we we don't uh that there's a lot of people who don't want to share the good news that there's a lot of people who are just like you know what we're just going to beat this drum of you know we're not going to make it we're not going to do it um i was reading uh, uh, uh an old family bible from the 1800s it's not mine it belongs to someone else and there was just a uh, an inscription in the Bible, and in this Bible it said, uh, "Lost my father, no, lost my mother and brother to the Spanish influenza, which was a dangerous plague during the Great uh, World War." And I read that, and I thought, you know, that gives me a lot of hope because it means that you know people have gone through hard times, but they've they've persevered. We've We've come out on top, but it seems lately that there there are people that are just interested in you know pushing out this negative narrative. Where does that come from? Is that just somebody's disposition, or is that just is it a new thing, or is that just human DNA? You know, I'm starting to wonder sometimes if the information that we get, especially from uh, social media and other sources, uh, is just made us more aware of all of the things that happen. The gatekeepers have been uh, removed from our current society, and I have to say thank God for it, because we are in a situation where we can seek out what the positive news is and where that actually is going, because there is bad news a lot of places. You know, even the friends of mine who are on the police force say what makes it to the final cut room of the uh, of the news media is only a fraction of what they see day in and day out uh, out there on the streets dealing with the problems of humanity. So, you know, really, we have an opportunity here where we can find the information that we want. We can look out there for the uh, the, the good positive uh, news sources and remove those gatekeepers so we can focus on what is actually going right rather than what's going wrong and learn from those things that are going right rather than going wrong. So, yeah, th- this time is different, and, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a democratization. It's a freedom of information. And that's something that Liberty Health Share, we share it. We want to see that. We want to see more freedom in every part of our lives. That's why we focus on health care, because we no- needed to know that there was that freedom and democratization of health care that needed to come back. We needed to get, remo- get rid of those gatekeepers, those third-party pay systems. We needed to empower individuals again so that they can work with their doctor and hospital. We needed to change that whole narrative because we're living in an era where we have so much greater freedom. But frankly, so much greater freedom also requires so much greater responsibility and discretion when it comes to understanding all the information that we're getting. So let's focus on those time-tested principles that last rather than every wind of change. And, Matt, I think that's exactly what people want right now. Like, I think they see so many things in the world that they can't control. 
And the one thing you really need to have a say over and control over is your health care and the type you're getting, who you're getting it from, when you're getting it. And like you said, Liberty HealthShare has eliminated those barriers, those gatekeepers, so that people really are in the driver's seat when it comes to not only the health care they receive, but the costs associated with that. And nobody does that better than Liberty HealthShare. I mean, nobody. Well, thank you for saying that. We, I was actually just talking to a friend of mine who says, you know, we, don't, we always forget that whenever we're the patients, we are the employers of the health care provider. And we need to take that responsibility and have that mindset as the employer. And so we, we have the ability within Liberty HealthShare, given that mindset again, where we can make those decisions and, and uh, move throughout the healthcare system that has a lot of greater sense of freedom uh, and a lot of a lot of times greater outcomes because we're the ones calling the shots. So, you know, if people are interested in this type of way of thinking, you know, we're, we're seeing a, a great movement in our country today, but I think the outcome of this will be greater freedom, greater choice less bureaucracy, less uh, top-down control, more individualized choice. I think that's what we're going to see on the outside of this thing, and it can happen today for anybody who wants to join Liberty Health Share. Matt, I want to thank you for, again, another great segment. Thank you for your positive message, and please visit libertyhealthshare.org. They know what you need, and they provide the platform for you to obtain the best health care at the best prices. Matt, thank you. We'll have you on next week. Thank you, Joe. to hear a commercial for a very unique mortgage team that has a very specific advantage that could save your family monthly and lifelong money. Two things you should know. One, we were started by a dad and his son and his wife and his sister-in-law, and we've grown to be a faith-focused mortgage team that's helping families across the U.S. We're faith and family at our core, and we don't hide it. Two, we've still stayed fairly small, on purpose, We're only about a couple dozen people, a makeup that we believe lets us truly know every person that calls. But we also have a big advantage. Our company is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, a reality that often allows us to get you a better rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. The healthcare enrollment period has just ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a health care program. Sign up for Liberty HealthShare today. As a Christian health care sharing ministry, they are not insurance. So you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now and you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. 
and plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey. That's libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Hey, welcome back to the uh, Joe Carey Show. You know, I just want to, uh, uh, I mean, I was going to go, I was going to do this story, but uh, let me look at the uh, the show stats because uh, it's been a while since we did this. See, these are the top cities that are tuning into the uh, the show. And I'm always surprised at the list. So Clifton, New Jersey, uh, at the number one spot, uh, they're tuning in to the show uh, in greater numbers than anywhere else. Uh, this is via our podcast platform, which we're revamping. Uh, we have some really exciting news coming up. I mean, really exciting news. And uh, some of the, the people and partners that we're going to be working with, uh, just to bring you a broader spectrum of opinions and viewpoints. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But uh, Clifton, New Jersey, uh, number one, Boardman, Oregon. And it, and I apologize. I mean, but I had to look you guys up on the map. And uh, they are in uh, eastern Oregon, uh, right there on the, uh, the river. So thank you, Boardman, Oregon. Uh, let me see. Then uh, Tucson, Arizona. And then Barcelona, Spain. Those guys, you you hang in there week after week. So uh, thank you for uh, that. Ashburn, Virginia. Montclair, New Jersey. uh, Dublin, Ireland. Murraysville, Pennsylvania. Rowlett, Texas. Mesa, Arizona. Uh, And then some real surprises. Jersey City, Chicago. But, yeah, just uh, great cities. Thank you very much uh, for tuning in and uh, for listening. But I, but I have to tell you, uh, stay tuned because uh, we are going to make uh, some really big announcements in terms of uh, platforms, in terms of content. I mean, Brian, this is pretty big news, right? I mean, I don't think I'm overstating it by saying we've got some pretty big announcements to make. No, this is big stuff. Joe is not prone to exaggeration. 
No. Unless I, it's no. satirical. And this is not satirical <laughs> exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, but we have some really uh, just the, the people that, that I've recently uh, been exposed to that Brian's introduced me to or just other people that have just come onto the radar who I'm saying, wow, these are great voices. Like, this is a great message. They need a bigger platform. And it, it's just all come together. So stay tuned. Really looking forward to, uh, to making that announcement. Uh, the, the last story I want to cover in the minutes we have left of the show is, uh, and I saw this all over Twitter, uh, you know, coronavirus cases are climbing all over the country. And, and the big question is, what does that mean? And, and this is why you, you need a media who calls it. They call the balls. They call the strikes. And it's not agenda-driven. Let me just read this quick article because I think this makes a lot of sense about what do these bigger coronavirus numbers mean? A dozen states have seen record highs in new coronavirus cases. These headlines are usually accompanied by dire warnings of a second wave of the disease because those awful Republican states reopened too soon. Once again, however, the mainstream press is needlessly scaring the public by hiding the relevant context. One news outlet put it this way. The U.S. reported more than 33,000 new coronavirus cases on Sunday, the highest total since May 1st, while the surge of infections in several states is outpacing growth in coronavirus testing. Right? So what are they trying to say? The president is saying, hey, we have more cases because there's more testing. This article is saying, well, yes, we have more cases, but it's not because of new testing. Even if there is a second wave, it doesn't mean anything in and of itself. For one thing, the Centers for Disease Control has long predicted that coronavirus cases would increase as the country reopened for the simple reason that the lockdowns were never intended to stop the spread of the disease. Remember, it was meant to flatten the curve. The point of the lockdown was to give the country the time to ramp up testing, look for treatments, and increase medical supplies. By curbing the spread, health officials could more readily identify hotspots and conduct contact tracing. What's more, the increase in coronavirus cases matters only if they are going up faster than expected and whether the increase is resulting in a second wave of deaths. Neither of those appears to be true. Take Georgia, for example. Governor Brian Kemp took plenty of heat for reopening the state in late April. He was gambling with people's lives, we were told. One epidemiologist epidemiological model predicted shortly after Kemp's announcement that daily COVID deaths would double in Georgia by August. The prediction? The model predicts that the number of COVID-19 deaths per day in Georgia will jump from 32 to 63. Reality? In fact, the number of daily deaths in the state peaked at 57 and has been declining ever since. The state recorded a total 37 deaths all last week and zero on Sunday. 
The same trend is happening nationally, which has seen the growth rate in the total number of cases steadily outstrip the growth in COVID-19 deaths. So won't the current spike in cases lead to a subsequent spike in deaths? That's unlikely. As Michael Fomento has repeatedly pointed out in these pages and elsewhere, death rates are higher at the start of an outbreak for the simple reason that the disease claims the low-hanging fruit first. This is known as Farr's Law. In an outbreak, the weakest tend to die at the beginning, beginning of an outbreak. The latest CDC data shows that those aged 65 and older account for 80% of all COVID-19 deaths in the U.S. But that age group only makes up 16% of the population. At the other end of the spectrum, those under the age of 35 compromise 45% of the population, but only account for 0.8% of COVID deaths. Not only has the disease already claimed many of the most vulnerable in the country, there are also millions who now have the antibodies. Right, this is exactly what we were seeing at the beginning of this outbreak when all the media was doing was reporting the total number of deaths. They wouldn't give you the per capita, right? It was just United States now has more deaths than any other country in the world. But when you looked at per capita, our per capita rate's about that of Ireland, meaning we're much more effective at fighting and treating the virus. Well, you can't say that because that makes Trump look good. It makes him look like his, uh, his policy positions on this are working, are effective. So let's just keep saying all these people have died. And now we're seeing the same thing. There's this surge in cases. Well, if that comes as a surprise to any epidemiologist, they should, they're in the wrong field. Because as the country reopens, we know what's going to happen. You're going to see a rise in cases. This is the problem with keeping your state locked down. You're not going to outweigh the virus. The virus isn't going to say, okay, you've decided to stay inside for a year. We're going to give up. We're going to go away. No, there's only one way to beat a virus. It's herd immunity. It's the only way. And you either get herd immunity through natural exposure or you get it through a vaccine. That's the, since man was, it's the only way we've known to beat a virus. Waiting inside your home for the virus to leave has never, ever worked in the history of the earth. Look, it, it's, a, it's a decision that evokes a visceral response because it's personal. You're dealing with your health. You're dealing with your life. Let people make that decision for themselves. But you can't strip people of their rights to assembly. You can't strip people of their rights to speech. And you can't take away people's rights to, to their religion. Because you think you have all the answers. 
And that goes both ways. That goes both ways on that road. Hey, you're listening to The Joe Carey Show. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, these are tough. These are trying times. Remember, take the time to get right with God. He will shoulder a lot. I don't think it says that. I think it's he's going to shoulder it all. That's a good reason to get him involved. So get right with God. Take the time uh, to be kind. Find somebody who needs your help. Could be somebody you know. Might not be somebody you know at all. And stay tuned. Brian Hyde coming up next right here on K-Talk 1640M. It is a show you do not want to miss. So stay tuned for that right here. We'll be back on uh, Thursday right here on K-Talk 1640AM.